It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires, and uh, we are joined by another Jason today. There's not enough Jasons in the world. I think there <laughs> needs to be more Jasons in the world. Jason, how's it going? Going good, man. How are you doing? Doing really good. Doing really good. Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about all, all about you and what you do and where you're from. Sure. Uh, my name is Jason Houtsma. I'm the uh, founder of Worship Artistry, uh, as well as a worship pastor here at Mosaic Church in Bellingham, Washington. Not the Mosaic Church. I'm a I'm a worship pastor of a small, like eighty person church in in Bellingham. Not the big one in LA. Um, but I do that very 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 part time. Where our whole staff is is a uh, everyone's part time, and uh, and the with the goal of actually being out in the community and not always kind of just working only for church. And then um and then with worship artistry, uh, we serve the worldwide church by creating really in-depth de- detailed tutorials of, uh, of, of modern worship songs. Cause the real goal for us is to equip musicians of every skill level to play with passion and confidence. So good. So good, man. I think I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about this conversation. I'm excited about what you do. I'm excited about all of this. I get excited real easily. If you can, <laughs> and uh, I get, I get, I, I do that a lot, but um, me too. I, it's good. I heard, it's a, it's I heard part we were of the going thing. to talk about food. I'm most excited about That's, that. That's so. coming. That question is coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, hey, so this month, it's a new month and a new topic. And um, this month, we're talking about making the right choices for your context, um, meaning wherever you're at, not trying to be something you're not, and um, making sure that the decisions that you make for ministry and life and arrangements and song choices. And later this month, we're going to talk about sound, uh, sound and staging. And, um, but, uh, want to make sure that like, as, as today we jump into this, um, for you, I want to talk about the song choices and the music and the, and the bands and the band side of things. Let's, so let's talk about song choices. Sure, sure. Um, what can we, we can all put songs and set, set lists together. I mean, we worship leaders. It's like, I can make, I can make four songs fit and on any given day. Sure. Uh, but the real question is, like, how do you choose songs that are right for your church? Because, I mean, it's not necessarily, I mean, every song's not right for everybody. So, like, so give us some pointers. Give us some thoughts on, on that um, on that side of things. Sure. So I'm kind of, uh, it, it feels like I'm kind of in a unique situation, right? Because I see, I mean, I've taught over 600 songs on worship artistry. Yeah. I see what's connecting all around. Uh, at the same time, so few of those songs connect in my own context. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, and and it's funny. It's it's like I'll I'll try and bring them in, and I have to really be thoughtful about how I bring them in. You know, in terms of, um, I'd say we have a pretty. Uh, I I, I the, Christian culture is not very prevalent here in the very very Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um. You know, as you know, and so it's using like really Christianese language and things that just kind of naturally, I think a lot of songs tend to in the, in the scheme of like all the, like the big songs, 
they're trying to reach as large of an audience as possible, right? And so it's like using a very common language. And a lot of times that language like just doesn't land with my own congregation. So the first thing I'm thinking about is what does this song say, you know, and yeah. how does it say it? There's so many times where I'm like, I really like this song. And then this line comes up and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that off, man. Lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were right there. We were, we we're so close. Um, and sometimes I'm, I'm sure I'm a little picky over too. Cause the other thing is I work so long on these songs all week. By the time we get to the end of the week, I'm like, I'm, I'm good on that song for a while. I don't think yeah. I need to, uh, <laughs> I don't think I need to hear it right away. Um, but okay. So, so yeah. So the first thing I always think about is just the language that, that we use, you know, and, in our context, you know, for me, that's, I actually write a lot of songs for our church just because, um, there's like that certain culture and it just, it fits. And I write because I, I know our people, I know what's going on in our church and I, I know what's going on in me and we're doing that in community. And so what's going on in me is often connecting with everybody else. And so, uh, so even just from like a lyric language standpoint, it's always really simple. It's not too flowery. It's just kind of like, Hey, Here's what we want to say. This is what I want yeah. to sing to God right now. Um, and so that's the first thing I always think of. Um, in terms of music, you know, it's funny. Once again, worship artistry is focused on teaching songs the way that they are recorded, right? That is the main intention. The idea is to be able to take these, these huge songs and put them to a five-piece arrangement that sounds really great, but sounds like the album. Because yeah. we know that a lot of people are shooting for that. Um, my teams are all over the place. I actually, I was down to two people, uh, about a year and a half ago, I was down to two people left on my team post COVID. And I came to the place where I was like, I can't do this. I was in Norway teaching a class, uh, teaching at YWAM. And I'm trying to talk my pastor through the video that I created for him. He's nine hours behind me trying to get church started because there was just nobody else to do anything. Like, oh my gosh, I was always taking everything on and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And so I went around and I just recruited like crazy. I like individually just walked up to random people and was like, do you play anything? Do you play an instrument? Uh, what do, oh, well, like, you I'll do play now? Piano. Here's a guitar. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, fully like, well, well, you know, I played a little bit of piano, you know, back in high school. Like, okay, well, you know, what? I have this website. This is going to help you. And I'll, and then we're also going to do rehearsals. But what, that, what ended up happening was I have one team that is a, that is a, a chamber choir singer, a violinist who can also sing and me on acoustic guitar. That's one team. And then the other team, and then another team is bass, drums, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. Then another one is like three vocalists and two acoustic guitars. And then, another, you know, I mean, it's like, it's awesome. all so different, yes. you know? And so we still have this kind of catalog of songs that we do, but they massively need to be adapted to each team because, you know, playing, playing a song with a violinist and a chamber singer, you know, like <laughs> you got to lean into what they do. You yes. got to lean into what they do rather than being like, no, be this other thing. And so musically we're always arranging we're always taking the bones and making something different out of it. And so those, those are kind of the two, those kind of two pieces that I'm always thinking about. And then, and then of course there's always just the being involved in the community and knowing what we need to sing and going, yeah, we need to sing this song. My, my pastor will always be, he's like, cause we never, we never talk about it beforehand. Yeah. He's always like, how did you choose this song 
to end. I was like, I don't know. I was just praying during the week. And this is the one that I've been meditating on. It's like, but it's like perfect. You're like, yeah, yeah, but I think we're all serving the same God. So it's okay. If he's that's, speaking to me, he's probably all speaking to you. That's how, how it works. <laughs> I have learned when writing set lists, because I travel and lead worship at different churches every week. So it's hard to work necessarily with the lead pastor if I'm at a church or yeah. um, I'm oftentimes we'll have the sermon topic uh, ahead of time or some version of it. And I have just learned if a song is in my head to put it in the set list. Yep. And I, and if it's like, even if it's like, what in the world? A couple, a couple months ago, I just started randomly singing Tommy Walker's That's Why We Praise Him. I was like, this is going, this song's going back. And yeah. And I um, put, so I was like, I just wrote it in set list. I'm like, it, it's going to add it to the Sunday morning. Some people might know it. Some people might not know it. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a long, it's been a long time since that song was popular or more popular. And, um, I get to Sunday morning and it was like the crux of the message. Right. And the pastor, he was like, that song worked perfectly. I was like, I just, if it's in my head, I put it in the set list. And so I totally understand that. That's uh, <laughs> so many times you're like, where's that song coming from? And all totally. of it just, all right. You know, but it's I, like you said, we all serve the same God and he doesn't give different answers to different people. And so. Dude, I pulled this one song, this jars of clay song called this road. Which we which we barely had ever done, and it was just kind of in my head. I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do that one." I don't know. I just feel like we should do that one. And literally, the message was about the two roads and which road are you going to take. And it was just like, <laughs> it's just funny. You just got to sit back and go, "God, God's yeah, got cool. it." Like he's good. Cool, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> good, job. good job, God. Good job. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So. You talked a little bit about the band. Um, I wanna, I'm going to kind of venture into that category for sure. a little bit. You know, we'd all love to have that full band that rocks every weekend. I mean, uh, not everybody not everybody has that possibility. But I want you to talk to the worship leaders that's leading alone or with a very small team. Um, that can, I mean, that can feel defeating sometimes. It can feel exhausting, especially in a world that pushes bigger and better and pushes, mm-hmm. um, especially also if your leadership team's like, I want you to look and sound like this. And you go, we can't always do that. Um, how can you, how can I be successful in that context? If, if the people aren't there, you, you mentioned a minute ago about literally just going to tap on shoulders um, and get people involved. Give us some ideas on how, how to go about doing that or how to go about um, just being, being successful while you're thinking about that. I, I was talking to a lady, a, one of the a worship leaders I used to work with and I mean, it was her, um, a piano player, and a trumpet, a trumpet. And that was her band on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. She sang, she had a piano player and someone who played trumpet. And that's how they, that was every Sunday. And if the if the piano player was out sick, it was her and a trumpet. And it was, she was <laughs> like, I got, I, how do I do this? And so not everybody has the, you know, the full band or people in the congregation that are ready to jump in. So what are your thoughts on that? And this is my favorite part of worship leading. Yeah. It, it really is because it's such an opportunity to be creative. You know, I think a lot of times we look at obstacles. It's like, oh, now this is another inconvenience. And yeah. it's like, no, this is what lights me up. This is what's like, okay, this is a challenge. What are we going to do? You know? Um, and so I think arranging is just super important. And you really arrange to the group that you have, right? So, so for example, I have one team that is, it's me and another acoustic player and a keyboardist, all of, and then another vocalist. So it's a total of four vocalists, right? 
And so in that group, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, the keyboardist is, she's very simple when it comes to piano, but she's got a great voice. And then I'm a, I'm a very competent acoustic guitarist. Uh, and the guy I play with is, is pretty good. Right. So, um, so we're kind of all over the map, but what we do, I'll turn this down a little bit, make sure I don't blast you out. Um, so what I do with that team is we think about everything vocally and go, okay, well, how do we create this? And so, you know, we'll have, there's always like the lead vocalist, of course, yep. but a lot of times like I'll double it underneath. Like I like, I really like double vocals, like, especially like a male and female vocal together, but I'll do that intentionally in certain parts. So it's, so it actually creates a lift. It's not just like we both sing the whole time. Yep. It's like, we actually keep it going. Um, so, and we arrange that way. Um, we use, you know, a lot of times me and the other guitar, the other guitarists while playing, will also sing like little oohs and ahs underneath, almost creating like a pad. Right. So, oh, okay. So that's another way that we go. Um, and you just think about everything you can possibly do as an instrument and go, how do we fill these songs out? And most so and songs, you know, I teach in conferences and stuff like songs are, they all kind of follow an idea from the standpoint of it's like, you have a couple main things. You have rhythm. You have to have rhythm throughout the whole song. You have your hooks. So you want to bring in the hooks and you need to have the melody. And as long as you have those things, you can mix and match anything else. And anything can be whatever, right? So like rhythm can be the way I'm strumming my acoustic guitar, or it can be the way that you're hitting the piano. Or if you hit the piano in eighth notes and I'm working on quarter notes, wow, now we have a bunch of texture, right? And maybe it's like, we're all stamping our, stomping our feet. Dude, we don't, we use clapping a lot on choruses, like where we tell the, like the vocalist, like, all right, okay, you're going to be clapping. You're like the snare drum when we hit the chorus. And so they do that. It gives it a little bit of lift. And we tell everybody in advance, we're like, Hey, just so you know, we're going to be clapping on this one, one section. Like if you want to clap along, feel free. If not, no problem. But like, it's just for the chorus. Cause it's an actual instrument. Yeah. And so, and then you can arrange these songs in a way where you like think about, okay, the verse is going to be this way. Then the chorus is going to be this way. And then verse two needs to be this. And you just kind of build each one of those sections. And what that ends up creating is a, it sounds awesome. It sounds unique because, you know, you created it on the spot and your whole team oh, feels good. ownership over it because everybody contributed. I didn't walk in and go, all right, everybody do this. I'll give them a bit like a kind of a base foundation. I'll send them like worship artistry or something. I'll be like, Hey, here's this song. Get to know the song. So you know the song. So they know the hooks and they know kind of how the song is supposed to go. And then we get there and go, okay, cool. Yeah. Everyone understand that. All right. Now let's make it what we can with this. And so I think when it comes to arranging, there are a few things as joyful to musicians as playing something that sounds great. And if you're trying to play uh, in a way that you're unable to, it just feels lousy. Yeah. Like you just always feel not enough. You always feel like the music didn't really do what you wanted it to. So looking at first at your team and the people that you have, and then taking those people and putting them into that song, then you get to go off and, and it's like your, your band has personality. It matches the personality of your congregation. Everybody in your congregation loves the people on your team. They're part of, they're part of the family. Right. And so it's like, who cares that we don't have electric guitar? Let's, let's, let's go for it. I mean, sometimes we'll pull out a kick drum, you know, I play a little drum. So it's like, 
without trying to be too like Mumford and Sonsy. Yeah, right, you know, right. Just, just is like, it okay, a suitcase just, or is it a kick drum? Is, it, is the question? It's an actual is kick the, drum. Actual kick drum, okay. Yeah, for when, like, and, and I've done it like once or twice and I'll only do it on this one song, you know? Yeah. So there's things like that that can be really helpful. Actually, stop me if I if you feel like, This is great, stop man. Now. This yeah. is fantastic. Like uh, this conference, I was just at Worship Northwest and this couple I was, I was sitting next to you at the table, they were selling this pedal called a, um, oh my gosh, it's an air, it's called aerospace audio. They basically can make one pedal and it's a pedal that has, that can like do an ongoing pad. And I've never liked those because I'm always like, I don't, I don't need to have the worship pad always going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I want to, I want to create other sounds, but I was like, well, this, I can actually turn because it's a pedal. I can actually turn it on and off at certain times. And so this week we were, we were playing and I was like, I, I plugged it in. I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. And a lot of times when you're playing an instrumental with a small band, you, it, you lose something. Cause everyone's kind of holding rhythm. Right. Yep. And then if I stop and start playing lead, well, shoot, what ha- what just happened? Well now hit that pedal and it fills in the frequency space that I was playing. And now I can start playing lead over the top. Nobody even heard it. Nobody even knew it was there because it wasn't yeah. going in between all the stuff. It was just for instrumentals. And I would hit that. And for me, it was so much more comfortable playing because I knew that the bottom wasn't going to drop out. So it's That's... like just trying to find ways, you know, sometimes I'll play with a harmonica. Like I'll bring in a harmonica for like certain things. Just anything that you can do to create interest to the ear and to build into the people that you actually have. Yeah. It just it is. It sounds great. It's way more fun than just recreating what's already out there. Totally. And you get to, you have to, that's going to take a little bit more intentionality and a little more yes. work maybe on the mm-hmm. back end, on the backside, For but sure. you get to have some fun in the process um, and, you know, get away from necessarily always duplicating and just trying actually creating, creating the space. Um, I think uh, one of the things that you you talked about, I think, but just, just to restate it is kind of having to re, re, um, uh, reimagine your expectations as to what it's gonna sound like, mm-hmm. and right, you they, they go. It didn't sound like what I the record, or it didn't sound like I was missing this part, so it was not necessarily complete or full, but it's still accomplishing, still accomplishing that that purpose and um, doing what you're doing and getting to create the process. And so that's awesome. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm like I'm over here like thinking through some of the things that I've done and. I love the I love the um, some of those ideas you threw out, man. That's some some good stuff. Some good stuff. It's, well, and what you'll find too is I forever was always like, you know, I have I have a small stipend, so I should do all the hard work, and I don't want to ask anything of my people, and I want to just make everything super easy for them. But making things easy isn't inspiring. Yeah, making things ha- like aspiring for something more is what's inspiring, and so. I started doing rehearsals during the week. So the way that we do rehearsals is we don't plug it at all. We actually come to my worship artistry office. It's got great acoustics. Yeah. And so we arrange in that space and we just play and we practice and we record the audio and go, okay, this is what we're going to be doing. And then on Sunday morning, we plug in and make sure everything works and, and stuff. But like I was asking so much more, but I have people bugging me at, Hey, we're going to rehearse this week because, because, because the payoff is worth it. Right. Like it's where the place where we struggle is when the payoff for the work isn't worth it Yep. and we do all the work and we don't actually get the payoff. Then that's when everything goes down. But I think like 
the more the more effort that we can put in if it if the payoff is there it works so good it's so good i the reason i wanted you on today man because i i knew you lived in both sides of this because you you know on one side you're you're working to help people um you know the the full band side and then on the ministry side one would assume that somebody like you has a full band at their church and is is just doing what it is that you do at the office and versus on Sunday and you're on both sides of things and so you can see how you don't have to be one or the other you can you can be both you can have have all the options um now i would say col- culture tends to dictate what things sound like or look like mm-hmm. um the way i mean we just kind of like like i mentioned earlier driving the bigger and better and driving like driving what i'm supposed to look like or what i'm supposed to sound like um now what what questions should i ask myself to make sure that what i'm doing is connecting with my congregation um because you know i could do something i mean even if i have the re- the resources to have a full band and look and sound a certain way um how do i what are what, what should i be asking myself to make sure that that's actually that's actually connecting with people I mean, everyone will tell you by their response, right? Like, I think a lot of times we as worship leaders, we, you know, we go up there and close our eyes and just kind of get into it, right? And it's like, it's it's one of the things that I've always, um, one of the reasons why I've avoided, and not there's anything wrong with them, but personally, I've always kind of avoided tracks and stuff because I didn't want to, I didn't want to get on a train that left the station and left everybody behind you know, and they've gotten much better and you can do all kinds of things with them and whatever. But like, I've always been so much into, no, actually I shouldn't say always. Um, I helped plant this church like 15 years ago. And so these guys are my family. These people are my family, you know? And so I'm looking at what they're doing. I'm listening if they're singing, you know, I have, yeah. I have some singers in my, <laughs> there's some people it's funny. Like, so, so I'll tell you this, like last, a couple of weeks ago, I introduced a new song. And I told everybody, I'm introducing this new song. And, you know, there's kind of this girl part and there's a guy part. So it's like, if you want to do that, or you can sing along with both, however you want to do it. But like, I taught the chorus and then we go into the verse. And I know that Lynn Lickle has never heard this song because I wrote it. And she just starts singing right off the bat. And I'm just like, I don't even know. And then she comes up to me afterwards. She's like, I just love, you know, I just always feel like I know what your song's going to do. It's just like, I'm right there, you know? That's awesome. And it's, and so it's like, so I'm looking for if people are engaging, you know, and, and paying attention to different generations and kind of what's happening. I mean, we have, if you came to my church, you would not be confused. We're always like, there's no way you would think that this is a show because it's just, it's just not, yeah. <laughs> you know, something always goes wrong. Yep. There's always awkward transitions. Little kids just come walking up to you. We don't have a stage. So like little kids will just come walk up. So you just start dancing and singing with them, you know, like, <laughs> like it's just a, it's just a weird thing. And so I feel like if the community is engaging in what's happening and if we're really aware of what that really looks like, cause I think a lot of times we get like, well, our hands raised or our eyes closed. Like what is the definition? Yep. You know? And I'm always kind of like, are we singing, you know? And sometimes that means like, if sometimes that means be going, Hey, we're all, Hey, I didn't come here to sing by myself, guys. Like I can do that at home. I came to sing with us. Yep. So let's all join in together. You know, sometimes you need that little energy, but man, when, 
when everyone gets loud, it's like, okay, it's, this is happening, you know? Yep. So I think, I think being aware and just kind of what, see what God is doing and what's happening and the responses is one of our biggest jobs. I think if, if we just kind of like close our eyes and don't pay attention to what's going on, like, or maybe like, you know, one of the things that I always, I always push really hard on is like, I want my team to be confident so that they can be engaging with each other and engaging with the congregation. Yeah. You know, it's like, if I'm staring at a piece of sheet music and I'm not, I totally understand some people need sheet music. My people sometimes need sheet music. I totally get it. I'm not like down on that at all. But what I will say is that if that's where you're at, you're not really getting the full benefit of living out that creativity and that calling and that music and that engagement with everybody. You're serving, you're totally right. serving and it's right. awesome. It's a, it's a way of worship, but in terms of fulfillment as a worship leader, as a worship musician, you're like missing some of that, some of that payoff, you know? And so really encourage people like, Hey, like be paying attention, see what's going on. Look people in the eye, you know, like we're all, we're all doing this together. And I think it's, I think it'd be, it's important to differentiate uh that from negative comment cards that come from, <laughs> that come from church right like right. the negative negative comment cards aren't necessarily you're doing it wrong it's more somebody's opinion versus the engagement side of are people actually engaging with well what, i would what, i would ask the question of why do you have comment cards there there is some giant truth to that statement. tell me tell me like honestly like tell me the benefit of having a comment card that's basically like a YouTube comment that you can just like throw in and just say whatever. Exactly. Like if you if, if you want to come up and speak with me about something, like come up and speak with me. Let's I'm talk I have about a guy, it. dude. I have a guy who comes up to me almost every time and he's got some kind of input. He's got, but it's like always comes from this good place. And he just asked me, Oh, you know, like it feels like I, you know, sometimes we sit for a long time. Can we stand? I think for some of us older folks, it's like easier to like get up and stand in between and like, yeah, I can totally. Yeah, that's, that, that's you know exactly. that that would be great. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 stuff like that that I I I don't know. Common cards, I think it's like if what are we turning everyone into consumers? Is that like what we're <laughs> that's right? That's the leave method review, is the message. Leave your if review you, on the back wall. That's yeah, right. <laughs> this is a Yelp. That's right. <laughs> hey, tell us how uh, worship artistry can help benefit our the Sunday morning experience. Sure. Um, in a couple, in a couple ways, you know, I think a lot of times with music, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so if, uh, and so there's people a lot of times that they want to, you know, Oh, I got, I need to have a class from start to finish or I need whatever, or, or they think like I know everything and then away they go. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple things that worship artistry does, you know, we arrange these songs and then we teach them really detailed. So it's gear. Every lesson is geared to take the song and make it so that somebody who is a very much a novice has all the instruction they need to like learn every piece, go through with slow practice loops, see the tablature, see the sheet music, the chord chart, go chapter by chapter. Right. And then also it's geared for somebody like me who I can go, Oh, what's that bridge? And I can watch the bridge real quick and look at the, look at the tab and go, okay, I got it. Practice along with the practice mix and, all right, I know the song, away I go. But the idea is to kind of take out a lot of the guesswork. Yeah. Because if, when you're guessing, if you're like, I don't really know what happens here, that's when that's when we start either just kind of making up stuff. Like, I want you to be creative. I called it worship artistry for a reason. Yeah. I want you to learn this. I want you to 
have the knowledge and be confident and then take it and put your own stamp on it. But I don't think you can do that well if you don't really know the song. <laughs> you know, like a, a friend of mine is a, is an amazing bass player. He's like, man, I went to school for seven years. I played all over the place and I did went to school for seven years to go bump, 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 bump. <laughs> and he's like, but I am so confident and so good. I play those four notes better than anybody because I have the thing underneath it, that the foundation underneath it, that I know I'm standing on. And I'm not guessing, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think, and so with worship artistry, what we're trying to do is give parts to each individual instrument. So the keyboard knows this is what I'm supposed to play. And I know that my bass player is going to do this and my drummer is going to do that. And my acoustic guitar player is going to do this. And when we all do this, it's going to sound great together. So everyone can actually practice on their own time. It makes it way more efficient. And then they can show up to practice going, yeah, I know the, I know the stuff. And then, okay, now let's make it ours. You know, now let's take it to that yeah. next level. And I don't, I think that so few musicians uh, really get to experience that level of confidence. We stop just short, you know, we're like, okay, I kind of got it. And I'm always like, if you, if you mess it up, if you, if you do it right 99% of the time at home, you're going to mess it up almost a hundred percent of the time, like when you're performing it, because it's not really in you, you know? And it's like, for me, I am the most myself when I am expressing myself through my guitar and when I'm singing and I'm, and those things are fully coming from my heart. And so worship artistry is about really giving people the tools to have that happen, to achieve okay. that, you know, but it's, a, it's, it's funny. It's hard to, Everyone, you know, for the most part, people want to do, you know, they want, what's the pedal that I need to buy or what's the amp or what's yeah. the, whatever. And it's like, I can make any amp, not to brag, but I can make any amp sound really good because yeah. I know how to play my instrument, totally. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so that's what worship artistry does. It kind of builds in that confidence and, uh, and releases you to grow, you know? I love it. Well, we have come to the part of the podcast that I'm that you were you were most looking forward to. I think <laughs> talking about talking about, but we call this podcast the table. Um, and good conversation happens over good food. It's just a, it's a true fact. It's um, it's a, it is a true fact, right? I mean, um, so what if I was coming over to your house for dinner? What what is on the table? Okay, so first of all, I have to ask you if you have any allergies. Or any like what are th are there things that you can't eat right now? You tell me because I I want to I want to build around that. That's important. That's an important question. Yes. That's yes. an important question. I would just go. Uh, let's just go and say no. And what okay. what is? Yeah, that's a, that right. is a valid question. That is a good so, one. So yeah, so I love I love to cook Thai food. That is like one of my favorite things. It is a a monster act of love because it takes like all day. Yes, but it's. Uh, but I would either I'd either go Thai or I would go Mediterranean. I'm doing so if I went if I went Mediterranean, you know, we would have you know wines that match the food. Yes, you know, with 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 Thai food, you know, it's probably we'd probably have a cocktail. I'd ask you kind of what your favorites are, and yeah. or now I can make you a mocktail, whatever you need. And then uh, and so we'd hang out, and the dinner would not be ready when you got there. So you would come into my kitchen, yeah. and we would sit there. I might give you a job or two. But we would just sit there and enjoy our cocktails and have great conversation as long as we wanted. And then, yes. and then when the food is finally ready, we'll go sit down. And so if it was a Thai food, you know, I always like to have, I like to have a good like noodle dish. I like to have, I like, to, there's a, there's a dish that's like, it's called, um, 
I'm not going to remember it now, but it's like a caramel pork kind of thing that is just sounds unbelievable. Amazing. It's so good. It's so sweet and savory. We need some somtam on the side, some of that papaya salad with the chili peppers that with a lot of heat to kind of balance all that, you know, Ooh. we'd have some sticky rice and then, uh, yeah, so that's what we would. That, that I think that's probably where we would go, and we would this all be, and then good, it would just be family style. You know? What is what is what drives that desire for for Thai food and Mediterranean food? Like, is that I, something that man, you just always enjoyed? I'm a researcher, man. Like, I when I get into something, I get deep into it. Yeah, and so like you know, I was you know I remember going to my first Thai restaurant, and it was probably the worst Thai food I've ever had at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like this is so different. It's so yep. unique. Yep. So I, you know, got some books and uh, and the thing that's interesting about Asian cooking is if you don't get the right books, it's it it doesn't use all the same things that that most that like most American things are. There's like there's different factors to it. You know, it's not just boil this thing and then do this. So it's, it'll be like roast this and then when it smells like this, then you do this. It's all very like feel oriented. Oh, okay. And so and so. Uh, so I just got super into it. I got some some books. I ended up going to Thailand and and just going around eating a ton of food. And not to mention your house is going to smell amazing after after it, you make that. Yes, it will. It will unless I make For a long time. I, that, unless that's I make just, fish, you know. That's that's <laughs> true. That cancels. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's not uh, more on the Mediterranean side. So, oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hey, tell us how we can connect with you, worship artistry, and um, all of the things. Sure. So, I mean, obviously worshipartistry.com, that's the subscription service that, um, that's got over 600 tutorials, bass, drums, guitar, vocals, keyboards. Um, you can hit us up on our YouTube channel. We're actually going to be doing a lot more, um, in this coming year. The focus is really to lean on the artistry side of worship artistry. And so we've got some exciting things that we're going to be doing on YouTube you know, following us on Instagram is kind of where we do the most with social media kind of stuff. So like yeah. at worship artistry, um, also at Jason.houtsma is a great place to go. Cause that's where I get to kind of experiment and talk more about small church stuff and just goof around and, and have a good time <laughs> a little that's bit awesome. more, you know, that's worship awesome. artistry is kind of like the, this is the corporate entity. And then Jason's over here and can say a few more things and, and, uh, take a few more risks and that sort of stuff. So, uh, so at Jason.houtsma is another great place to, uh, to follow us. That's amazing. Hey man, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate oh, it. I, I love sharing. seeing you, man. That's good. I, it's exactly, we need to hang out more often. They need to, we need to do this more often and just, I know just hang out together. The, the meetings We're actually on the, the West coast together. That's like, it's that's true. Kind of rare in the worship world. We that is a true statement. I always, I always feel like, uh, <laughs> I always feel like I, um, I'm always, I'm always the guy upset with my, setting up meetings like pacific time is, is that's that's on the world or over here on the west coast but <laughs> but cool man hey i appreciate it and uh and we will see uh we'll see everybody again next week yeah absolutely thanks so much jason i really appreciate you having me on no worries